Mike one, Mike one, isn't this a lot of fun? Two, 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 two. Did you, America? Well, hello. Uh, welcome to another edition of Did You America? He's Jeremy. I'm Ian Canfield. Uh, we are into season two, episode... Numbers. And if you want to count the rest of the numbers, they are at didyouamerica.com. Wherever you listen to this show, we appreciate you doing that. If you want to correspond with the show or check out any of the old episodes, you can do it at that website. Uh, you can also get our lovely Did You America t-shirts at didyouamerica.com. We have a special discount and uh, an opportunity for you to get a free t-shirt at didyouamerica.com. We'll tell you more about that uh, later in today's episode. Um, Jeremy is about to leave us for a few days. Uh, he, now, you know that Jeremy loves the weed, so he's going to go do a weekend in uh, Colorado to sample some of Clown from Slipknot's new brand of uh, Clown Cannabis because... If Jeremy was to go to Colorado, there is nothing he would want to do more than just spend the weekend completely stoned. And that's exactly what you're going to do, right? Well, there goes that segment. We have nothing else to discuss. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I'm, uh, I'm visiting my cons- very conservative grandfather, so weed will not be as much a part of this trip. I'll probably find a way to break off and you know make it happen at some point. But uh, yeah, it's definitely not going to be the focal point of the trip, which is a little disappointing because like, as big as a stoner as I am, I've actually never been to a legal dispensary. All so. right, stop, stop this now. How stoned are you right now? Because I Fair. am incredibly surprised by the relaxed nature with which you have just told me that you're going to Colorado and you can't at any point get off your face on weed because you've got to spend time with your 80-year-old conservative grandfather. I would imagine that would have you enraged. Well, clearly I don't have as big as a problem as you thought I did, sir. I mean, yeah, look, I'm not a... You're talking about it as like it's a mild irritation. This, this, you love weed. Colorado is is the mecca for for legal dispensaries. See, this is not the real... Is this since you become... Tried to get fit. This is like a <laughs> I new, don't even you, need it anymore, man. <laughs> you, 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 you going to Colorado and having to spend time with an eighty-year-old conservative grandfather rather than just in some dispensary getting off your face—that would be like me flying to a city for a day where Iron Maiden were playing, and I was told, "No, you can't go to the Iron Maiden show. You've got to spend time with your great uncle Dick." I mean, I can get weed here. It's not very difficult to find. I can get, I can get, no, but it's the experience of being surely in the weed mecca and everything that Colorado offers. It's the, I would say it's the difference between, that's like me going, well, I can watch the Iron Maiden show on YouTube or I can go to the, the, to the real thing. No, just, just when I was walking up here to your apartment, some nice homeless fella turned to me and offered me some marijuana right then and there. Sure. There was a cop standing right across the street. So I said, 
said no, but he offered it. Right, but there's the difference between here and Colorado, which again, I go back to my there, point. There I would have taken the homeless feed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the homeless people come up to you because they think you're one of them, right? Yeah, yeah. When you park outside my apartment building in your beat up car with you looking like fat Walter Becker, <laughs> and there are a lot of homeless people that live a block down, they, they, they that homeless person was not coming up to offer you weed. He wanted to keep in the back of your car because he thought you two were a homeless person and you would offer shelter. I, uh, when I was living in Arizona there, uh, quick story. So, you know, the gas station I would go to every day, there'd always be what I thought was homeless people out front, but they were just panhandlers. We'll get back to that part of the story. So every day, one of these panhandlers would come up to me and ask me if I wanted to buy weed. He'd always see me walking out of it. I'd always go to the gas station. I'd get blunts, you know, right. swishers to break open and put weed and into. And tons of, uh, of lace chips. Yeah, snacks. And, <laughs> well, this was before the smoking happened. That's why I got, you know, he would catch me then on the next trip when I got all the snacks and ask me again right. if I want weed. But every time I'd say no. And there was one time I went there to pick up stuff and, you know, I was texting my dealer all day and he was never getting back to me. And so the guy said, hey, like, do you want to buy some weed? And for once I thought, you know, let's see what the guy has. And turns out this, what I thought was homeless guy, had some incredible weed at the time. So I bought weed from him and then he was like, hey, well, if you want before you buy it, you can sample it out. Normally, uh, current day Jeremy would be very sketched out by that, you know, getting this homeless guy in my car to smoke weed together. But 20-year-old Jeremy thought this was the most genius idea. And next thing you know, I am now friends with this homeless man. And he became my weed dealer for about six months. It turns out that he wasn't homeless. He I was had a home. just about to say. Just a, that, but that was his job. He was a panhandler, so he would stand outside gas stations begging for money. But I dropped him off at his apartment numerous times. The guy had money from it. But wasn't surely being homeless is a good cover for being a drug dealer. You'll oh, get you're sure. gonna get less bother uh, in in uh, Shitsville. I had some friends. Their their coke dealer used to drive around in a um, London black taxi cab. You know the black cabs that yeah, you have in yeah. London, right? Because I didn't know this, but apparently um, you can buy them used, not to be a cab driver. Right. You, it's it's perfectly as you can legal get it as to, a normal car. Yeah, yeah, as as, as a normal car. So, um, by the way, th th this is in no means tips of how to be a successful drug dealer and, ev <laughs> and evade police capture. If that's what this segment Kids, is, now, <laughs> skip this section of the podcast. If that's what this segment is suddenly coming off as, but. Um, yeah, think about it as uh, as as uh, uh, as a front. So their coke dealer thought that he was never going to get stopped by the cops driving around, you know, making his deliveries because they just think that he's a a, 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 a cab driver in one of those, you know, traditional London black cabs right. that you see all over the place. Um, being a weed dealer appearing like a homeless person who's not really homeless, probably the same thing. Uh, I would prefer to be a drug dealer with a London black taxi cab because I feel like that would be uh, more comfortable than sitting right. out out the front of a Circle K. But if you, I mean, they're expensive. You've got to do a lot of drug dealing <laughs> to be able to afford a black taxi cab. Good call. It actually was a Circle K. And <laughs> of course. He, uh, he, uh, the other thing, and this might be actually why he befriended me is because I had a car. His ability to get away was not very good. And I... I tell you this understanding that medically this makes absolutely zero sense, but 
stick with me while I tell you, this man, my homeless friend drug dealer, had a completely flat leg. Like, one leg was round like it had bones in it, and the other one randomly just looked like a flat wall of leg. And so I was always weirded out by this. He walked with a very intense limp. And one day when we were getting high and once we became, you know, close enough friends, I asked him, I was like, what, what the hell happened to your leg? Now, this story I'm about to tell you is insane. It shows you he is the single most, if true, he is the most unlucky person on earth. So he was living in L.A. as a kid. It's where he grew up. And, you know, he grew up in the hood. And one day him and his friends decided to rob a bank. So... They go to the bank, you know, bring in guns, stick up the place. I'm not having any sympathy for him so far no, in this story. He's not a great person. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. So he he robs the bank and he gets away with it. He, you know, takes off running. I guess some of his other friends got caught, but he had all the money and he got out the store, went miles on foot, totally out of the way. Like three hours later of running the whole time, he was finally like, all right, like I'm in the clear. Let me uh, let me start heading home. And he's, you know, was running through alleyways and whatnot. So as he starts now calmly walking out the alleyway, at that same exact time, a random, completely different, not on the same case cop car ran into him, rolled his leg over. The cops jumped out of the car like, oh, my God, we have to help this guy and take him to the hospital, only to then realize that that's the guy that every cop in L.A. is currently looking for because he just robbed a bank. And then because of that, didn't get anything near proper medical attention and now walks around with a flattened leg. I feel like he's had a lot of time sitting out the front of Circle K getting high to kind of cultivate these you, stories. You would think so. But if you saw this guy's leg, the only explanation for it would be, yeah, that had an entire car on it and no one ever gave him medical attention. Wow. So yeah. don't d- do drugs, kids? Well, the other thing that I take from this story is him liking your car. He was just trying to move up the chain of drug dealer. He knew the stories that you could buy a used taxi cab, and that was the ultimate cover. You, you you were like the midpoint. Have you seen my car? I have a Chrysler 300, a very much drug dealer car, completely painted black. Every single thing on the car is painted black. I have black, you know, tinted windows on the inside. I have suede, black suede going all along the interior of the car. When he saw my car, he was like, this is the perfect drug dealer car. I found my home. (laughs) So anyway, are you going to try some clown cannabis in Colorado? I mean, this almost is poetic. Clown cannabis, Colorado. It's all the seas this weekend. It strikes me, by the way, that Slipknot are... Now, I know all bands want to do their own booze and different offshoot products now, but they seem like the most unweed-like band (laughs) for there to be. Yeah, I feel like the weed I buy from clown is going to be laced with PCP, you know? <laughs> I, I don't understand the whole trend of uh, celebrity weed. Like, that's a really big thing now. It's almost like having your own, like, celebrity crypto. Mm. But, um, like, uh, Seth Rogen, he recently started his own weed brand, and that makes sense. You know, Seth Rogen, Snoop Dogg, Willie Nelson, mm-hmm. they're allowed to have weed companies. But when all of a sudden Oprah's like, yeah, I just want my own weed CBD company, things get a little weird. And I kind of put the... Uh, uh, the Slipknot guy, as weird as this is, kind of towards the Oprah side. Let me ask you as our uh, weed expert. So the, the I think the uh, USP with clown cannabis is that they're pre-rolled joints. Now, 
I, even when, you know, I was uh, a little bit more into partying than I am now, now I just party with black coffee. Get it. Um, I would, I was never a fan of the weed, but I, I wouldn't, I can't, have we ever discussed the fact that I've got some sort of dyslexia for shapes and I don't think it's ever been diagnosed you know some dyslexia, right? But you know some people are dyslexic; they they struggle with words You're and stuff. You're looking at one, big dog. Right. Well, I struggle with shapes from the from when I was a little kid at school, and they used to get you to you cut out paper and use glue to try and build like three D triangles. Right. I could never do it. I can't. <laughs> I really, really struggle. I, I we have said on the on the podcast before. I was once doing a jigsaw with my niece, who was. Uh, three maybe not even three at the time and it was a jigsaw made for a three-year-old and she was doing it faster than me because i couldn't figure out how the shapes went together i just i have a problem with shapes connected to that if i were ever to be a big fan of smoking weed i would never ever be able to roll a joint because it's just i just can't put the fit like i can't do it it, it's not easy, I'll tell you that. I am a, not to brag, if you can imagine, I am an expert joint roller. That's why all the homeless took, people want to hang out in your exactly. car and smoke weed. It took <laughs> years of practice to get to that. I forever was a, I had pipes on me, you know, little marijuana glass right. pipes on me all the time. And I kept getting pulled over by police and I kept getting paraphernalia tickets for those pipes. Right. So one day I... I sat in my room. I was determined. I was like, I'm going to learn how to roll a joint. I literally sat there for hours and hours and just kept trying, kept trying until finally I got the formation right. And now when I get pulled over, I can just eat what I have on. (laughs) Right. But but is this therefore a good idea? The pre-rolled joints? Because I don't know, because let me tell you this. My only uh, comparison with this will be when I was a drinker during that time and jack and uh, coke was always my go-to jack daniels brought out those cans with the pre-mix oh, and i, I hated them oh, normally n- normally i would be all for the convenience yeah and perhaps the reason they were a bit malt liquor well perhaps the reason i i didn't like the jack jack and coke pre-mix cans was because it the mix wasn't to my liking <laughs> as in it was probably like a little bit of jack and a lot of coke for i sure. was very much the other way yeah. around they were very sugary but i was very much of the opinion of like i think i took a sip from one once and spat it out as if it was the most disgusting thing that had ever been in my mouth which i can tell you it wasn't uh <laughs> but you would have thought that from my re- from, right. from, from my reaction so I, I as a drinker in in my drinking days i was very much like i don't even want to see those jack and coke cans in my line of sight i don't know if purists with the weed would be like that with the pre pre-rolled stuff I, so i mean with uh with dispensaries for the most part like a everything's more expensive so it's taxed like crazy but no normally the the pre-roll joints are actually a very popular thing at the dispensaries and you you almost trust what they're selling you more than what joe schmo on the street is selling right you, right you know? right right so i uh, like for instance if i do manage to get away uh while in colorado and i do get to a dispensary i will absolutely be buying pre-roll joints because i'm not a big edible fan i prefer smoking you just a little bit more control over right. it 
But uh, this way, you know, I don't have to buy a pipe. I don't have to buy anything to smoke. I don't have to worry about, you know, grinding up the weed myself and rolling a joint. Like, it's just ready to go, light it, go on your way. What excuses have you got to get away from 80-year-old conservative <laughs> okay, grandfather so to, I, to be able to? Because I, I, I don't, I think you, I've now, dis, I've now decided you have your escape route all mapped out. There is no way that you would be as relaxed about the fact you were going to go spend a weekend with an 80-year-old conservative <laughs> relative in the weed mecca unless you'd figured out that there was a way to escape him and get to the weed so this is why i should have taken your advice and never told anyone in my family that i have a podcast but fuck it i'm just gonna say (laughs) all right so i (laughs) my grandpa was the initial so me and my brother are both going to visit him you know we haven't seen him since uh the beginning of the pandemic yada 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 he's been asking us to come visit we got vaccinated we're gonna go visit so my brother who lives in austin is going to be flying in and he gets in at 10. Right. I get in at noon tomorrow and initially their plan was he was going to wait for 2 hours for me to get there ensuring that there is ensuing that there is absolutely no time I have on this trip away from him. So I may have made up a bit of a lie and told him that one of my friends who lives in Colorado, true, I do have a friend that lives there who I haven't seen in years, true. Is it a homeless weed dealer? It's not, sadly, but it was one of my friends from Arizona. He's going to come pick me up and we're going to go to lunch, not true. What's actually going to happen You're going to eat some edibles. I'm going to go get in an Uber and go to a dispensary, get what I need for the weekend, and Uh, then go meet them at the hotel. But, you know, if flights get delayed, if, you know, I don't know where dispensary, I don't know where I'm going in Colorado. So, like, there are factors that could halt this plan. But as of now, that's So, metaphorically speaking, if it was, you know, the comparison that I gave you, and this was me dealing with this in an Iron Maiden situation, you have figured out how you're going to pop out for a few hours see a 15 foot puppet on stage and then get back to the very conservative 80 year old relative listen man i've given up a lot of vices over the last couple years i'm not giving this one up not even for a few days (laughs) all right before we get to uh, some listener feedback and uh, song of the week which i would like to remind you of uh, let's have a quick chat about uh, gwyneth paltrow's vagina candle because a man claims he was almost killed by uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, This Smells Like My Vagina Candle, and he is uh, suing her for how much do you think? How much? I For what's the injury? Um, so he said that he was almost killed by the This Smells Like My Vagina Candle. All right, so potential death, celebrity, it's a man, million. It's a man in Texas. Oh, three million. <laughs> yeah, because everything's bigger, uh-huh. right? Um, he bought it from Goop. Um, he claims that... A the Texas ca- man... Uh, bought a goop vagina candle i'm sorry there's something fishy here i mean that would be the immediate reason to throw it out did he try to eat it (laughs) he said that it exploded and apparently it comes with a warning that uh i believe they call that squirting (laughs) (laughs) that should be the second (laughs) rebuttal from goop (laughs) it's part of the effects did you not read the label i I gotta pat myself on the back here that might be the greatest joke i've ever told i've told a lot of shitty jokes in my day that has to be number one (laughs) he said um (laughs) the candle was burning for three hours or less and apparently there's a warning on the website that you shouldn't burn them for more than two hours at a time or they squirt (laughs) um 
<laughs> in my case, I would be burning that candle for multiple hours. But he believes that the warning was uh, insufficient. So, okay, now I've given you more details and you know he's a man from Texas. You're going for three million. I'm going to say three million. Five. What? <laughs> he wants five million because that's squirting... He'll settle for three. <laughs> this, right, there you go. The squirting vagina candle, which he burned for three hours, ignoring the warning that you shouldn't burn it for more than two hours, almost killed him, he said. And he's not using the word squirting. He says exploding. Well, but that's squirting, exploding, yeah, right? It, they're interchangeable. The law <laughs> understands that. Um, I, I would also throw in, listen, bitch, you should owe me more money for coming out and saying that the worst thing about the pandemic for uh, Miss Paltrow was that she had to eat bread. Do you remember that headline from yeah. last week? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's tough life. <laughs> right. Um, and also, the other reason for bringing this up is uh, as, uh, as uh, some guidance. Um, Mr. Colby Watson from Texas. If you want a scented candle, you just have to go to Bath and Body Works. Oh, here we go. Which I will carry on saying and professing my love for their products until they sponsor this show. I do not see why, as a man who loves a Bath and Body Works candle and will discuss them at length on the Did You America podcast, Bath and Body Works would not want to sponsor this podcast when we talk about squirting vaginas and occasionally have segments called Joan Jett's clit dick. But in fact, that would be be all about it. Joan Jett's clit dick is a great name for a candle. I would smell it. (laughs) uh, I'm honestly a little bit shocked that you chose this story for today because you're such a candle fan, you know, an exploding candle, something putting down candles, I figured you'd avoid no matter what. Because it's a goop candle. If it was a Bath and Body Works candle exploding, we would be ignoring this story like Fox News on January 6th. All I know is the big candle conglomerates must be freaking out Was it right January now. 6th? Did I get that right for the right, joke? Yeah, yeah okay, you I'm just it. making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> Historically yeah. accurate. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, no, a Bath and Body Works candles never exploded, and also... That you know of. Well, and also so you can absolutely keep them going for more than three hours at a time and, and they'll be absolutely fine. I've always been way more concerned about that plug-in Christmas tree that I brought over from the UK uh, that because it's from the UK, it works on different voltage. Um, so when I plug it in at Christmas, it's supposed to rotate, play a song and light up and it only does two out of the three things on a good day because of the voltage discrepancy, which I'm aware means that it's a uh, it's definitely Definitely a, a fire risk. I do also normally keep it when my Christmas decorations are on display quite near to my Bath and Body Works candle. So the combination of those two may well cause a fire here in Deep Ellum. Real quick, I just want to say, I think we've talked about this in maybe a season one episode, but the voltage difference in every country is the thing that is causing wars around the world. That's the thing that keeps us all separated and not allowed to bring us together. If we all just had the same goddamn voltage and wattage and plugs, traveling would be so easy. Yeah, also, with my love of, uh, you know, uh, Christmas, it, it does displease me somewhat that I'm not getting three out of three from my rotating, singing, lighting up Christmas tree. Here in America... We only accept a hundred percent. Maybe in England they're cool with <laughs> no, two thirds, no, one third. No, because no, you raise a good point. Because of the voltage difference, if I took that tree back to Shitsville and plugged it in, it would do all three things. It just struggles with the with, with the voltage here. I would add to this. 
and this is going old school because I know you can just stream everything now, but I still have a bunch of DVDs that I've kept from back in the day, and I have to have a DVD player that's been hacked by some third-party seller on Amazon to make it non-regional, what? right? Wait, yeah. DVDs are regional? DVDs are so fucking racist. If you... <laughs> If you DVD, no, this is true. Take that DVDs. There is a yeah. Where's Team VHS? The, where is where is the woke brigade on DVDs? Because if you bought a DVD from the UK or you bought one in the US, right, it won't play unless you've got. I have to pay extra on Amazon to. It's like uh 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 uh. What's those? It's like um. Racist conversion therapy for DVD players, right? You, you, you have to, you have to get a DVD player that has been bought by some tech expert. So you're buying it like secondhand because they do some technological thing with it, right? To put that DVD player through racist conversion therapy so it can play DVDs from both the UK and the US, otherwise it doesn't work. I'm just saying, what was the point of the Revolutionary War if when we won, we couldn't force England to use our, all of our technology for the rest of eternity? And imagine how hard it was for me back in the day before you could stream everything when uh, you had to buy stuff on DVD. When I was living in Shitsville, because there was so many bad 80s cop shows that weren't ever shown in the UK that were only sort of mild successes in the US but success enough for them to be released as the entire season on DVD right? all yeah. three seasons or in the case of Street Hawk 1 on DVD Street Hawk by the way Knight Rider on a bike genius idea <laughs> definitely due for a reboot um only released on DVD in the US because it was barely watched in the US and certainly no one in the UK was watching it, right? So I'm living in Shitsville wanting to make my life as American as possible and a big way I did that was accumulating a collection of bad 80s action shows on DVD. None of them were in the UK format so I had to go above and beyond to get a DVD player that had been through racist conversion therapy by some tech expert that could play them both. I would have just stayed Feel here illegally. Pain. Yeah, no, that's terrible. Right, exactly. So, yeah, the starting point, we'll get to the voltage because that bothers me less now I'm living in a proper country. But the, uh, you know, un unracisting DVD players, <laughs> woke people, where everyone's circling around Demi Lovato going, ah! That's, that's right? the cause we're going to spark up I, racist I, DVD I cause. do not sit... Look, if Demi Lovato can go after sugar-free yogurts, I don't see why I can't go after racist DVD players. I'm on board. You know, and as a side product of that Street Hawk reboot George Clooney was in an episode of Street Hawk in 1986 bring it back I'll take the Jan Michael Vincent role I'll wear an eye patch no that was awesome. that was Airwolf oh oh for fuck's sake this is why when we start our podcast There's network a difference what yes because okay Street Hawk was Knight Rider on a bike Airwolf was Knight Rider in a plane there's so many different Night Riders. Where's the Night Rider submarine? You know how uh, like uh, Google spies on you. They know me so well that today I woke up. I got like a news feed on it, and in the news feed it was like Demi Lovato radio host resigns, which we'll get to in a second. Um, the you know a few things that were like big news, and then about the third story down. 
Knight Rider 2000 TV movie debuts on this day in 1989. Like, someone... someone, The one person who needs to know this fact. Well, someone had written an article about how... how, Was it you? No! (laughs) Admit it. That's your pen name. No, because it made me angry because it reminded me how they made a Knight Rider TV movie a few years after the series had finished on the TV. And so they made it in, like... I think it actually came out in about 1990 but it was called Knight Rider 2000 so it was supposed to be futuristic right I won't even bother going into the plot but they they took Kit out of the 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 black car that he was in and put him in some like red they changed the car they cut Kit's a computer essentially right get that so they put the computer yeah the car I get that Kit was a computer but the most recognizable thing was the car right yeah. And the G- who is the genius that made that call? Was uh, Hasselhoff in the movie? Yeah, 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 yeah. And he allowed that? I mean, the, 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 I was too young to step in and be executive producer. Terrible. It, absolutely. If I ever invent time travel, which I'm very close to doing. Well, they thought they were doing that because, remember, it was a movie set in 19, made in 1990, but was set in the year 2000. I'm just saying, I'm not going like, I'm not going to stop Hitler or anything. That'll be down the line. What I will do is make sure that the Knight Rider movie Knight features Rider. the same car. Knight Rider. Well, just the whole plot was terrible. If you can time oh, travel... change the plot. If you can time travel, your two priorities would be stop racist DVD players yes. and cancel the Knight Rider 2000 reboot because, as I keep saying, Hasselhoff now, he's about 65, 66. He still looks like he's in good shape. Now we want an actual Knight Rider reboot with the real star in the proper car. I'm on board. Let's do it. How did we it. get onto this? Because we honestly always don't do. know. I was looking at my notes trying to be like, how do we get back to the topic we were talking about? <laughs> All right. Um, song of the Week update and some other stuff coming in part two of today's Did You America? All right, let's do part two of Did You America? If you go to didyouamerica.com, you can vote for Song of the Week. You can also do that by uh, heading to the poll on my Twitter where I'm at Ian Camfield. We choose three songs and uh, you let us know which one you like the most. Uh, This week I've gone with the new track from uh, Don Broco, which is called Manchester Super Red's number one fan. I went with J. Cole, 95 South. And a New York producer going with Motorbike by Leon Bridges. All right. So Motorbike by Leon Bridges, 95 South by J. Cole. Or Manchester Super Red's number one fan by Don Broco. Vote at didyouamerica.com or go to the poll on my Twitter, uh, where I'm at, Ian Canfield. Uh, you can also uh, communicate with us uh, via those sources if uh, you would uh, like. If you uh, want to send us a message to it via the website or you want to uh, type me something on the Twitter, you can do that. Plus, you can buy a Did You America t-shirt for 20% off if you use the code Joan Jet. That's Joan Jet, one word, and Jet with two Ts, because that's how Joan Jet spells Joan Jet. Who would have thought? Yeah. Joan Jet with two Ts, one word, the code word, if you want to get 20% off a uh, t-shirt at didyouamerica.com. Also, if you send us a message that we find particularly entertaining, we'll uh, send a free t-shirt your way. And if you're new to the podcast um, and you want to know why Joan Jet is this week's code for 20% off, check out the previous episode and it'll all make sense. Right. Otherwise, that was a very confusing segment. They're probably like, did they have Joan Jet on the show? I did not think this podcast was getting that big. Well, 
even if we were, I think she's probably never coming on this show after the previous episode. Definitely not, no. <laughs> uh, we have uh, some people that wrote to us uh, since uh, Monday's episode, and I will get to that in a few moments. First, let's do a Demi Lovato update. Oh, do we have to? <clears throat> so uh, I can't keep up. I can't keep up with uh, what's going on with uh, Demi Lovato. So she had a, a, a drug problem. She almost died. Um, she's uh, taken on a few worthy causes since. It only seems like uh, last week she was pansexual. This week uh, she's non-binary. And um, she almost caused a long-term number one rated Boston radio host to resign from his job because he started to voice some opinions about Demi Lovato coming out as non-binary and his big bosses were going, what are you doing? Yeah, you, you don't do that. You can't talk about that. You can't talk about that. <laughs> you talk about Demi Lovato as a person, not her decisions. I, her, you can't say her anymore. Them, oh no, actually, me. hang on a minute. No, you're right. no, 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 because she did a podcast uh, uh, 4D with Demi Lovato, uh, where she said, I, I feel uh, this is about her being non-binary. This best represents the fluidity I feel in my gender expression and allows me to feel the most authentic and true to the person um, I both know I am and am still discovering. But she does add, she will be accepting if people slip up and refer to they as her, she, because Demi Lovato knows that being in their position is going to take a while for people to get used to. You know what? I actually really respect that. I've done a lot of Demi Lovato bashing, but you know what? It's, it is it is frustrating when, you know, if I slip up, I'm all for people's decisions. They want to be called whatever they want to be called. I don't care. But if I accidentally slip up i shouldn't be canceled because of it you know if i i understand that i'm learning something new here you know so if i say her when i mean them or demi lovato i apologize but it's just a matter of going on with the the context of the story yeah and i think that i am of the same opinion as you i mean in terms of people's individual freedom if you want to be gender fluid like the uh trans gay straight whatever you know you make a decision about it, you know, go have a, a, a fun time, whatever makes you happier being you. But I think I agree with your point, and I think a lot of people agree with this as well. It's the forcing these things on everyone else and the retribution that certain people make others feel if right. they slip up or if they challenge it. And we're living in a time where the woke brigade are making such fast progress it's kind of hard to keep up if you're an elderly person you've just got to terms with gay and trans and now yeah, it's a there's lot. there's a gender fluid thing and the goalposts keep changing and no, I, i'm still trying not to be racist what the hell <laughs> right yeah you're old your grandfather you're gonna go visit this weekend is like oh my god i was doing so good with the racist thing but the gender fluid thing i can't keep no, up it's, it's too it's too it's too much um so 
So I, I think that is the that's the thing. I, I think I mean some people are going to have a problem with the with the being non-binary, and that that's down to them. But I think a lot of people who are are don't identify with non-binary are of the opinion of well, if you want to do it, then fine. But d- don't try and cancel me because I misgender you or question it to the point that I think it's perfectly valid for someone to go, okay, if you want to do this, then it's fine for you to do, but I don't get it. Like, don't expect every... Someone saying you shouldn't do it is a different thing, but if someone goes, okay, you want to do that, that's fine, but to me, it's it's strange. I don't, under, I don't understand that. I think that's also equally fine because, it, you know, it, not, not everyone is going to be able to be in the mindset of someone who wants to be gender fluid, right? So now that, you know, we've had this real discussion about this topic and, like, we made sure that we will not be getting cancelled... Can I tell you my issues with this story? Okay. Because, I, again, it has nothing to do with what she said. It has to do with how she said it. Uh, let me start by saying... Can I just say, I think this you're about to say what the Boston radio host said. No, which, no, which, no, which, I no, you I okay, no, 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 because I think the Boston radio host was... I, I don't think he's got cancelled. In fact, I think he's gone back on air today. This, this, oh, wonderful. This happened yesterday. Well, <laughs> no, no, but I think that, that the point is he was saying... Um, not uh, questioning people being non-binary uh, and not saying that that was a bad thing. I think he was saying the way in which she said it and also the way that she appears to be jumping from one woke cause to another almost on a weekly basis. That made him question yes. the validity of her. Now, Jeremy will say the same thing in an equally as articulate manner as the 40-year number one rated morning host, Boston radio veteran. Jeremy Hoffman, everybody. Here we go. Let's not get canceled. My thing is, is it seems like you said that what she is doing is just finding the trendy topic that's going to make news. Where did Demi Lovato come from? I know she's from Texas, but what made her famous? I don't remember like the Demi Lovato come up. I just kind of all of a sudden she was a famous name that I would hear about and then she was going to rehab and then she overdosed and now she's on this tour of making comments that almost seem like she's doing it just to put her name in the news. Mm. It seems like, well, she had, the, I, I'm thinking, she, uh, she's a singer, correct? Yes. Okay. But I wouldn't know. I've never heard one time a Demi Lovato song, but I've seen her, like, sing the national anthem and stuff. I, like I also am aware that she's a singer, but I couldn't name you one of her songs. My guess is she, while she was having this hard times in her life, saw her people in her genre and her field around her age, you know, the, let's say the Taylor Swift's, the Ariana Grande's blow up. Yeah. And it almost seems like she, she wants a way to catch up. You know, she wants a way to say like, Hey, I'm also this big time star. That's way more than just this Disney esque pop music. It does seem to me that in an age of uh, COVID where pop artists can't tour, she's doing the woke tour right. instead. Yeah. Right. Well, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's, Again, when when the uh, documentary came out, it's like, all right, she has a story to tell. This could be interesting. But then it was the ice cream thing, mm. and then it was the, now this non-binary thing. And it's like, what? 
every single time, the only reaction has been from her. Mm. Most people are just like, okay, it's 2021. We hear this all the time now. It's okay. But I feel like everything is uh, so woke now. There's things that people aren't allowed to question because this became more of it. The story about her becoming uh, coming out as non-binary was a, was a minor story. The bigger story now is that you've got this guy who's done a morning show, number one rated morning show in Boston for 40 years. Um, Boston is a, a huge radio market. Anyone who's had the level of success to be able to be on a morning show for 40 years, that's phenomenal. This guy's so successful, right? He's been on a top 40 station that entire time. He's 70 years of age. Oh, He's God. a 70 year old. What do they expect him to say? <laughs> no, 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 what, no, 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 no. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, what do they expect him to say? So what he, so what he said was right. Like he, um, he, this is the radio host in Boston. Um, he's not against the uh, the non-binary thing. He's against her non-binary thing because he thinks she's a troubled woman and a lot of young people are taking her seriously and it bothers me. So he's basically said this, the, the same thing as you. So if you've got... Not to mention that quote was filled with the wrong pronoun. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. So forgive it once. When you do it nine times, you try to make a point. Demi Lovato saw the backlash to her rallying against sugar-free frozen yogurts and realize that she can't win every battle so she's going it's okay if you misgender me as her just don't give me chocolate <laughs> or at least <laughs> was it sugar-free or non-fat she was rallying against mad I can't, against yogurt in I, general i can't i, I, I can't baskin robbins for life son <laughs> i can't remember um but uh yeah so he was uh, basically doing a bit on air uh, you know, saying basically the same thing as you were, and apparently the bosses of the radio station were calling up going, no, 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 no. You can do a news item saying that Demi Lovato identifies as non-binary, but you stop there. You can't question this. Go to a fluff piece about the Jonas Brothers. Do it now. If Joe Jonas' number is in your phone, call him now, get him on air, and just change the subject. Yeah, but I guess it's a little different when you do it on a top 40 very popular radio station as opposed to a podcast that's steady talking about cock i'm not aware that during his 40 year number one rated morning show career in a huge market he's ever had a segment called cock talk that's what i'm saying that's why i get away with it and he doesn't you I, cancel i mean he might have he may have started the show I'm trying to do the math if he's been on for 40 years back when Joan Jett would have been having top 40 hits. But I doubt <laughs> if that was the case. He I... started the rumor. <laughs> Maybe that was where it came from. Oh, my God. No wonder he didn't get canceled. Till See, now. the greatest thing was back then you could do a segment on top 40 radio called Joan Jett's Clit. They could not get canceled. <laughs> That's what now, people would have named their radio show. Now you can't even question the, uh, the, the validity of some of Demi Lovato's claims. So but I think that, the, you know, the point is, is that I think he's um you know he's very valid in raising these points but uh but people are so scared of challenging anything in this arena that you know the but and, and the thing is when you've had that that run radio is a crazy industry right you're either number one or you're nothing because anything that you'd be number two, three, four, you could still be pulled off air. Your radio station could flip format at any point, right? right? It, it really is that brutal. But if you're number one, 
you can literally get away with almost anything. Sometimes Be- even murder. I, I've always said this. You could murder someone, and if you were a long-time rated number one radio host, your radio company would do everything they could to keep you on air even if you were a murderer, because the number one ratings mean so much. If you were number two, you could stay number two forever, never murder anyone or do anything slightly controversial, and you might get pulled off air at any point. The difference between being number one and everything else in radio is is supreme. There is a story, I'm not going to say who it was, but a number one rated radio host in a huge market um, who was known for um, being, let's just say very edgy, and uh, maybe crazy. Yes. Had a falling out with his program director. I don't know what it was about, but it was a, there was a bust up on the phone um, about something and it enraged the, the number one rated radio host. And he went into the radio station with guns and started going nuts at his program director. Now in any other line of work, if you'd have had a disagreement over work with your boss on the phone and you then went into the office with guns and started going crazy at the boss, you would have been fired and they probably would have had some kind of legal proceeding where you might have done some jail time. Do you know what was the remedy of that radio station about that jock going crazy? They went, because he's number one, um... Do you want to just do the show from home from now on? <laughs> Everyone does that now. <laughs> <laughs> this was before right, the no, pandemic. No, like, that's not a punishment. That's life in 2021. But, but, but the, here, so take that as some perspective on, you know, I guess how crazy radio is, but just how radio works. You, you be the number one rated host. You go in going crazy at your boss with guns and their solution is not you need to be fired. It's... Just keep doing the show. Do keep doing what you're doing, but do it at home. Well, I was going to let you know, that's actually like the theory of you can murder someone is not a theory. It's fact. I remember reading a news story a few years ago. There was some radio announcer who was, you know, had some 40, 50 year career and he died. And a part of the obituary, they mentioned that he murdered his wife, went to jail, got out of jail, and then got another radio job. Wow. He was hired after murdering someone. He only lost the show for a while because he got jailed. Right. Like, if they could have done radio from he prison, was number one. they were like, I wonder if we get, can we get to smuggle some microphones into jail <laughs> so so he could still do the show? But that's the way it works. But, 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 but we'll my, stuff the microphones with heroin. Right. My point being. This shows you how terrified people are of questioning anything that's super woke because Mr. Wife Murderer gets back on air because he was number one. Mr. I've had a falling out with my program director on the phone, so I'm going to go with my guns and threaten the program director in the building. As one does. The solution to that is we'll carry on doing the show, but just do it from home. But... Mr. I've been number one in a huge radio market doing a morning show for 40 years and dares to question not non-binary, but Demi Lovato claiming to be non-binary and the bosses go, oh, no, 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 you can't. God, 
Couldn't you have come in with guns and started shooting up the place? We'd have preferred it's that. It's the one thing you can't do. Now, obviously, they, they, they calmed down because this was a news story yesterday because he basically resigned on air. And there's audio of it. It sounds pretty awesome that after 40 years, this guy who's 70 on a top 40 station went, really? I've brought you all this money. I've brought you all these ratings and you won't let me voice a very valid opinion about Demi Lovato being non-binary. I'm dumb. And then by later on in the day, he spoke to a local news outlet and said, oh, actually, I'm not done because I think the radio station went, oh my God, you're number one. You can't, they're, 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 like the people who own, I don't know what company he works for, but the owners of the company probably phoned the program director and went, do you know you can murder your wife, threaten your program director with guns? Here's a bunch of other examples of crazy things we've let radio people get away with, and they kept their shows because they're number one. You can't let him walk after doing a five-minute opinion piece on Demi Lovato. Get him back in. Well, also, I think after the ice cream debacle, you know, a lot of people, not that they're anti-Demi Lovato, but... It almost seems like people are just kind of getting sick of what she has to right. say. You I mean, know? It's, I, it's a lot. She's putting herself in the news a lot. And he had a very normal reaction to that. Sure. Did he cross a line or two? Maybe. I don't know. The line keeps getting moved where it is. But right. did he did he do so? I've made this point a lot. Well, you know, we talk about cancel culture quite a bit on this podcast. And every time I say the one lesson we all learned as a kid was words cannot hurt us. Right. Sticks all and he, stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Now, if he... Sugar-free yogurt, however. If he beat Demi Lovato, cancel the hell out of him. Send him to jail, 100%. But if he said, I don't like what she said... I don't know. I don't even think he. it was more he had an issue with the fact that she is jumping from one thing to another. And the, he was more, I think, voicing concern for people who uh, want to be non-binary and have a more genuine cause because of their mental state of mind and thinking that, that you know, her throwing out pansexual, not sorry, they throwing out pansexual, non-binary, sugar-free yogurt, you know, it's, it, it's kind of just a show. Now, in terms of the goalpost moving and how everything is just, you know, ramping up in the woke world, I guess you could say in terms of Demi Lovato, she may be ahead of her time. I mean, it could further down the line that sugar-free, it might have been fat-free frozen yogurt, whatever she was rallying about. That might be the Napster and we might all be Metallica, <laughs> right. right? Remember remember, remember when Napster were, <laughs> were, were, were like, we're throwing out free yeah. music and people thought that was crazy and Metallica went, we must stop you, right? Well, I don't know whether uh, Demi Lovato further down the line may prove to be the most visionary thing with her rallying against sugar-free uh, uh, yogurt. It might be a Metallica Napster situation or whether... She might be over time that uh, uh, frozen free yogurt might be proved to be as bad as the Knight Rider 2000 movie. I don't know. I, uh, I just feel just like the last time we discussed Demi Lovato, I should reiterate the point that if for some reason Demi Lovato did decide she wants to have sex with me, all these opinions go out the window. <laughs> I'm on your side. All right. Well, that's a good way of uh, rounding that up. And by the way, um, I've got a bunch of radio work at the moment, but I am looking for a, uh, uh, a full-on new gig. And if anyone who's a, a radio program director wants to employ me, 
I absolutely want to get to number one and start throwing my weight around with ridiculous demands, but I have no intention of ever storming someone's office with a bunch of guns if I fall out with the bosses. No, we'll my, never get another job again if that's the case. My intention is to get to number one and, div- and, and demand my own private bathroom. Yeah, it's I'm a just, lot. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. Just throw that out there in case anyone has a bathroom they want to give a new I, I don't think that I'll ever go crazy enough that I will murder my wife or storm your office with guns, but I do want to get to number one and then demand a private bathroom. Well, you need the private... There's nothing worse than pooping at work. Oh, yeah, there was a thing about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I, well I, you know, the pooping at work... What, that was the thing. What was the story? I read about this. I oh. think it was that that's a, a big fear of why people don't want to go back to the office. Right, because since the pandemic, people have been working at home and the main reason they... The, the commute was always a big thing. But second after the commute is the pooping at work. And my point on pooping at work is this. You can train yourself so you don't have to. If you can train a dog to only take a dump anytime you take it out for a walk, which is what you do with a dog, you can train yourself to take a dump at certain times of day that mean that you only do it when you're at home. Oh, for sure. I mean, who are these people who go to like a Walmart or a McDonald's and decide like that's where they need to take a shit. I, my body, since I was a little kid, I never did anything to it. It just knew when I'm in public, you don't have to poop. I don't ever get like the sudden urge, like, oh my God, I need to go right now. Like get out of my way. That's never happened to me. It's just, my body knows when I'm out around people, just close it off. You don't need to poop. You'll do this when I get home. However, there is one scenario where that was different. Now, mm-hmm. uh, you know I'm not a coffee drinker, but I've been told that in the mornings, if you drink a lot of coffee, sometimes it could force a movement out you're of gonna you. Ro- you're going to open the gates. Well, cigarettes have a very similar uh, feature to them. So back when I was waking up at 4 in the morning to get to work at 5, a lot of times the way I would wake myself in the morning is on that drive – I would just be chain smoking cigarettes. So in the past, you know, when I wasn't up that morning, my normal morning poop would come on. I'd do it at home, no problem. When I started working these early morning shifts, you know, once the cigarettes hit me, that morning poop had to come out. The one thing, the one thing that allowed me to poop in public, and it was the only way I can make it work, is I, I noticed that at our office at the time, we had a cleaning crew that would come in every night So when I would be there first thing in the morning at 4 a.m., I would not only see an untouched toilet, I would have confirmation by the blue water still (laughs) in the toilet. So I knew my butt was going on freshly cleaned porcelain. So your rule is poop at home unless there's fresh bleach in the toilet. I can tell you right now, if the bleach is not there, my body shuts down. It says you don't need a poop. You can do this when you get home. For some reason, other people can't handle Remember? Oh, God, he's going to be so bad. I'm telling this story. You know, uh, a few a few months back, I told you one of my friends, we went to a house party, and he had to leave because he shit his pants. Yes. So that same friend is who I went to Austin with this weekend. You know, we're out at the bar. We went to dinner before we went out. Um, we're celebrating my birthday, his brother's birthday, his wife's birthday, which was yesterday. And when we get to the bar, all of a sudden, like, he's acting really weird. You know, we're all having fun. We're, the drinking's going. And he's just, like, shut down. And all of a sudden, we're about to go to the next bar. And he's like, guys, I have to leave. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, we just got here. We're ready. To, you know, it's 1130. Like, you can't leave now. The bar's closed at 2. Yeah, yeah. He had to poop so bad that he left the bar, found a random hotel, 
destroyed their toilets and then came back for the last hour of drinking before the bars closed. My, again, my body could not do that. My body would just know. You'll be home at two. Don't go. His, he couldn't handle it. He had to go right then and there. I still maintain that, and you know, you can tell me that everyone's biology is different, but so two things. One, if you can train a dog just to take a dump when you take it out for walks, I think that you can train yourself. Two, look at you. Your diet <laughs> is absolutely <laughs> atrocious, right? So anyone who thinks that they can't train themselves to only poop at home, they should look at a picture of Jeremy and, and think to themselves, this, this can train itself to only take a dump at home. You're I telling mean, me this guy goes to the bathroom in a regular fashion? Right, yeah. I mean, if you can control your bowel movements, you should be the poster boy. They should fucking... Right, you know how... Um, if, you, if you've spent any time hanging around bands, which I have, they have a rule, no pooping on the tour bus, right? That's just a, gen oh, yeah, a, a, sure. a general thing. Places of work, and maybe I'm going to be contravening like HR, health and safety type things here, but just dispense with that for a second. If a place of work wanted to implement their version of no pooping on the tour bus, which is no pooping in our bathrooms during work times, which, which according to this story that we're referring to, would make workers happier to go back to the office, right? They should have just a picture of you on the door that leads into the bathroom with a no pooping at work and then a picture of you looking like fat Walter Becker and then underneath it, if this guy can figure out his bowel movements, so can you. So basically, I'm like the Kim Jong-un of bathrooms. You know how like all throughout North Korea, there's posters of Kim Jong-un just looking like super glorious. Now every bathroom around the country has to have a big painting mural of me i don't i'm i'm in gosh no you're no i don't care about your next point that's happening i, I don't know biden make it happen <laughs> i don't know that um kim jong-un who got gout because his diet is so cheese and wine heavy is a great example oh, for the pooping you thing do you not remember when i thought i had gout foot like the first month we met each other Oh yeah, yeah. I the gout is for sure. It runs in my family. I'm uh, almost. I am Kim Jong Un. I thought gout was something that only affected people from like the 18th century and North Korean dictators. But you, uh, I so it turns out I didn't have it. But I thought I here's again. I am Kim Jong Un. Didn't wasn't one of the uh, uh, there was a list that came out a few years ago of uh, the um, the uh, the things that people in North Korea were led to believe about Kim Jong-un. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? The propaganda. Right, right. Uh, Are you it, talking no butthole? Yeah, wasn't that one of the things? Yeah, like he, do, he, he, he doesn't, doesn't shit. Poop, yeah. yeah, he doesn't <laughs> shit. Like, his handicap at golf is 18. Right. Like, everything's a hole in one. <laughs> perfect. Right? Trump kind of took that one for himself. Yeah, right? like, that sounds pretty it good. It was like, hey, I don't think the Americans could believe the no shitting thing, but I'll take the, I'll take the golfing thing. Like, you're telling me you eat McDonald's every meal and don't shit? Well, I don't know, because look at you. You look like someone who eats McDonald's for every meal, and you are on looks, this... my you, friend. Yeah, looks. You are on this podcast claiming that you can control your bowel movements perfectly. Listen, man. We're, we're on the diet track these days, okay? No McDonald's is putting in this body. The poops are still happening, but those are slowly getting more firm and floaty. <laughs> the ultimate sign of good health 
is if your poop floats. Everyone knows that. <laughs> That's science, my friend. And I'm no poopomatologist. But I can confirm with you that the moment I started working out and eating better, I'm talking solid bowels, baby. I once did a uh, an interview in Shitsville on the radio with some um, unintended nutritionist <laughs> um, allergy expert, and her thing was people have to send off a sample of their poop, and from that she can tell what how you're like. Perfect. I have plenty what, of photos what, saved in my phone. <laughs> what you're. In. No, you had to send a. Does physical, it matter if they're no, all shaped in a J? She wasn't. <laughs> That's even more ridiculous. She wasn't judging it on the shape. She had to take literally a sample of your poop, put it in the post, and then she would claim that she would analyze the contents of it, and that would be... She, from that, she could tell what you were intolerant for. So if you wanted to work on your allergies or you weren't getting the benefits from your diet, for, for apparently from a little bit of shit that you sent her in the post, she could tell you, okay, you're going to be allergic to cats and you shouldn't eat bread. From and her poop? No, from your poop. You said that. <laughs> I was like, is she a psychic poop reader? I know. Well, it's, it's green today, it, so it looks like you have a disease. It, it, really, <laughs> it really sounded to me like she was in, you know I don't buy the psychic bullshit at all, that she was in a similar realm of psychics, that if I, if I was to take a dump, scoop a bit of it out of the bathroom, send it in the post, she could tell me, me what I was going to be allergic to and that, you know, I was going to become an Adonis by cutting out certain types of food because she could tell what I was intolerant to. And I just didn't, I that didn't buy into the whole thing. And then afterwards, the producer, like I was, I thought I was very nice to the lady, but I was sitting there going, you fucking kidding me. In my head, I'm thinking that. And then afterwards, she left the studio and my, uh, my producer said to me, what, let me get this. He said something like, yeah, about that, uh, that segment, Ian. I said, yeah. He goes, you know how it was a discussion about uh, food intolerance? I go, yeah. My producer went, you just came off as just intolerant. <laughs> <laughs> See, he would love our poop discussion. Now I feel like I, me and my friends had a, a very immature uh, problem for many years, and that's that we would send each other our poop pictures because poop is funny and it got to the point when we hit a certain age where we started taking the photos of the poop we me and all my friends who were in a group chat together we have the discussion all the time we all take pictures of our poop but we know it's too gross to send so we sit there with it in the text and we end up deciding not to send it i i think i figured out where my obsession with this came from when uh, i was first discovering the internet as a little kid there was a website, it was called ratemyboobs.com. Early porn, wonderful. Right. You would just click through images and scale one to the... Hold on, I'm getting how it relates to poop. No, no, no. I'm just, was, were you looking at the very first version of Facebook? Because this is yes, something that... When I saw the Facebook movie, I literally was like, he stole that idea from ratemyboobs.com. Right, because Facebook, you know, they're all worthy and woke now, but the original concept of Facebook was for Mark Zuckerberg to rate hot babes on a college campus, while, right? While me Maybe he didn't steal the idea is maybe he was only aware of the sister website, ratemypoop.com. And I can only tell you, I, I can't even count the amount of hours as a kid I spent on this website ranking pictures of poop one to ten. It was easy. Like if I went to a therapist, that would be the thing that they had to break down for days with me. <sighs> 
well, the areas that we've strayed into on today's podcast, I've got to do a quick bit of uh, listener feedback. If you want to talk to us about shit, by the way, digiamerica.com, send us a message there or talk to me. No or, poop pics, please. Yeah, we don't want that. Well, I mean, Jeremy might I be might. into it. Yeah, you need to set up your own social media. <laughs> if you, I, I don't want to see people's shit. Only poops. <laughs> 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 um, if you want to send us a message without a poop picture digiamerica.com or uh, you can talk to me at uh, Ian Canfield on Twitter we'll figure out a new Twitter handle for Jeremy and shit only poops uh, okay only poops um, if you send us a message that we're particularly impressed with we'll send you a uh, free Did You America t-shirt uh, if you want to buy one you can get 20% off Did You America t-shirts by using the code JoanJet all one word and jet with two T's because that's how Joan Jet spells Joan Jet. Uh, you can get that at uh, digiamerica.com. Um, Hades Death Squad, I think, is a newcomer to the podcast and is referring to something we spoke about ages ago because this message doesn't make any sense to me beyond the fact it seems like something that we would have discussed. Hades Death Squad wrote in to say, you talking about sword fights and cats in the same message is as disgusting as using a sounding toy with a cage while Jack Black is giving you a Blumpkin and watching Guy Ferrari on TV. All I got out of all that was Blumpkin. Does anyone understand what that message is about? Again, I got Blumpkin. I can tell you what that's about. I vaguely remember... About poop, actually. Well, suddenly it comes full circle. <laughs> I vaguely remember us discussing sword fights. Yeah, I don't remember cats, though. No. Maybe were we talking about the movie Cats and them having a sword fight? I've never seen the movie Cats. I'm too busy with Knight Rider. I don't know what that... Why, <laughs> uh, I don't. What, what's the person's name? Who? The the person that messaged us. Hades Death Squad. Hades, um, please tell us what the fuck we were talking about. We have no idea. But I uh, appreciate you reaching out. And uh, don't forget, if you are a newcomer to this podcast, because maybe, you know, you're into poop and you're like, wow, they do big segments on poop. This is my new favorite podcast. <laughs> poop and cock. Uh, we can... Um, you know, you can hear all the old episodes at digiamerica.com. Um, the Swedish lib. Now, this I do remember. This is the message to me. You've gone so American, you can't separate Sweden from Switzerland. It's Switzerland where Keith Richards is supposed to have his blood changed, not Sweden. People in other countries get so upset. We're American. Campfield is American now, and here in America, we don't give a fuck where you're from. I actually do, do remember uh, after we did the previous podcast episode and I, I recounted the story, which is a, a rock and roll myth that Keith Richards has always de denied is true. But the myth is he the only way he could kick his heroin habit is if he had a complete blood transfusion. And um, so uh, I was saying that uh, it happened in Sweden. And I was thinking that evening, oh, maybe it was Switzerland. It seems like more of a Switzerland thing. But the Swedish lib. Um, at the end of the day, it's all Europe, okay? Yes. And Europe... It's all not America. Right. And you know You're what... You're basically in Africa. You know what Europe is? It's a bunch of places with super liberal policies where they hand out money for free because people are too lazy to work and everyone's stoned. And a bunch of places where they have to take naps in the afternoon because they've got no fucking work ethic. Or in Paris and parts of France where they have a bottle of wine for breakfast because there's no need to be productive during the day. And Germany, which is quite efficient. Yeah, I never get too high on a Wednesday and take a nap. Did I just generalize Europe in that, my <laughs> response to that? Just so Sweden, Switzerland, like they're all taking naps. They're all giving free fucking handouts. That's Europe. It's not America. Uh -huh. 
And coming up next on OAN. <laughs> if, if she's listening or he, I don't know. If this Swedish they, person, they, they, they. <laughs> if it is listening to our <laughs> podcast, it loves America, is desperately trying to leave Sweden. That's all I know. I don't know that they're in Sweden. They might just have some sort of uh, Sweden or Swiss, Sweden. Swiss heritage. We have worldwide listeners. Well, we do have a listener in the Bay Area because this is, I mean, you, you start encouraging people to correspond and suddenly it's just a slew of messages claiming that I got things wrong. Can you believe it? Can you How believe it? How am I not it? the one getting things wrong? So the Swedish lib claims that I can't tell the difference between Switzerland and Sweden. Yeah. So? Um, Jude said, listen to your latest podcast. Great stuff as usual, but I don't think you're correct about San Francisco legalizing public defecation. It's coming full circle again. We're back to poop. Wait, so all those times I pooped on the streets, I could have gotten in trouble? As a Bay Area resident, it's my duty to defend the city. So Jude and I got into a back and forth on Twitter about my claims that uh, San Francisco had legalized shitting on the street because they let the homeless population get so out of control they just couldn't deal with the amount of homeless and therefore the amount of pooping on the street. Right. But my issue being that they'd made it illegal for you to be able to order coffee in a plastic cup. So... Maybe there is some credence in what Jude is claiming, because I think officially San Francisco didn't go, actually, we're going to legalize shitting on the street. But what the mayor of San Francisco said was, they're not going to do anything about enforcing the law that you can't shit on the street because there's so many homeless people doing it. But there was recently this massive drive to stop Coffee places in San Francisco selling coffee in plastic cups. So although my stating that they'd made it legal to shit on the street may have technically been incorrect, I still stand by my statement that if I were to go to San Francisco now and take a dump on the street, no fucker would do anything about it. But if I wanted to try and get coffee in a plastic cup, I would probably be walking several miles past a load of shit on the street before I found a place that would give me a latte in a plastic cup. I zoned out during half of that because all I could think about was a homeless person walking around with a pin that said legalize it but instead of like a picture of Bob Marley with a big joint it's just a photo of some guy like taking the shit on the ground but I would wear that pin (laughs) well maybe get one for your trip to Colorado legalize it Colorado might be down with that. Yeah, they definitely are. I'll go poop on the street. I'll let you know how it goes. <laughs> All right. If I'm not back Monday for the next episode, you'll know what happened. So, Jude, I appreciate you reaching out, and we love the fact that you're listening and standing up for the Bay Area. But I still think that when you break it down, San Francisco is more poop than plastic. For sure. Go That's in the journey and shut the fuck up. <laughs> All right, you want to challenge anything else on the podcast? DidYouAmerica.com is where you can go to to send us a message. If you want to uh, talk to us on Twitter, I'm at Ian Canfield on Twitter. Uh, If you want to get 20% off a T-shirt, use the code JoanJet, one word, Jet with two Ts, because that's how Joan Jet spells Joan Jet. DidYouAmerica.com for that, uh, where you can also vote for Song of the Week or vote for Song of the Week on the poll, which is on my Twitter. Did we America today? Hell yeah, brother.